Alright, so today's topic that I was thinking about or term is boxing out or boxed out. Boxing out. Kind of like, kind of like in it's in reference to, uh, you know, basketball. How you're supposed to kind of get low when you're trying to get a rebound and, and use your use your hips to box out the opponent so that you can get the rebound. And it was, I was thinking about this on on two levels. About that in basketball and then boxing out or boxed out in the sense of breaking out of the box. So what I mean by breaking out of the box is one of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of jobs, in particular with like corporations and stuff like that, like for instance, where I'm at now, which is teleperformance, they try to put people in boxes. And, they, and it's not just there, of course. Like pretty much every place does it. They create, they create what's called a, they create what's called a, a corporate culture. And um, and it just doesn't work for me. <laughs> it's just played itself. I just I don't, I don't like that. I notice, you know, a lot of people where they like. Oh, all you got to do is just talk a certain way and act a certain way and then do all these types of things and they kind of make you, you know, they, they use terms like, you know, faking it till you make it and acting professional, being professional and stuff like that, which are typically speaking, typically they're just, typically those are just, you know, code words for acting white, especially with black people. It's just a code word to act white. Or what they call proper. But again, all it is, is just acting white. And, you know, a lot of people are just like, okay, I need a job. You know, I need some money to support myself. So they go with the flow. They just go with it and act a certain way. And then once they get out of work, like they're a whole nother, you know, they let loose and they're, they're, they're a whole nother person. And I just, for me, what I don't get is, what I, what I don't get is, uh, how is that, you know, what, what's that, what's your end game? Because it, because you can't, like, you can't do that forever. Cause you're going to get to the point where you're, you know, 30 something or 40 something. And you're going to start to have a lot of like heart problems and all these other health issues because basically the racism at the job, the corporate culture at the job kills you and starts to, to because you're always stressed out and just basically living to get out of work, that it starts to eat away at you and slowly but surely it, it starts to... Uh, break you down. And like I said, like 
you know, once you do 20 for 30 years, like it'll probably, not only will you have wasted a decade of your life, but it'll probably have shortened your life. And the those like, types of psychological issues are only going to proliferate because because it's because it's only it's only going to get worse because you can't you can't live two different lives like that like <laughs> you know and it and it and it saddens me because it's like people feel like they have no choice like this is the only way that they they have to suffer through this and try to move up through this and try to find out the good of the job and kind of live themselves through it and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if some of the people at work, who actually seem pretty happy, are super depressed, or you know, on the opposite side of the the spectrum, when it when it comes to like getting off work, or that they hate this, they hate that, and you know, they they turn in like a whole. To, they turn into a completely different person the second they walk out those doors, and that's why. You know, I always encourage people to go with do what they're passionate about. There was a dude there who was, you know, he was a, he's a who to me, you know, seemed like a he seemed like a strong black man, and they were basically turning him into a white boy. This this you know a corporate puppet white boy, like t- getting him like telling him like oh you can't be using slang and stuff like that, and he wasn't. And I asked him about it, and he wasn't, the way he was talking, it wasn't really slang in that, in the sense of, I thought he was t- saying a whole bunch of words, I had no idea what they mean. It was just, you know, he was from Memphis, so he was talking with a little more drawl in his voice, and it's a little more fluid. You know, kind of like, uh, you know, kinda, he kind of sounded like... Uh, like a young Dolph a little bit, just that like a little bit, of, just that kind of like drawl, molasses type of talking where it just all flows together. And he was he was talking about how, you know, he was like, oh man, yeah, it's not a bad job, you know, going there, just fake it till you make it and just come in and get your money and da-da-da-da-da, this way, that way. And... He also talked about how he did, he wasn't a big fan of like the barbecue here. It ain't the same as the Memphis barbecue. And I was thinking like, man, why don't you? You know, I asked him like, why don't you bring some, bring some, bring the Memphis barbecue up here? And he's like, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm not sure exactly if he has any background on it, but you know, if he knows how to barbecue. He he could easily he could easily set up shop maybe with a food truck or whatever it may be, whatever it may be, even if it's you know cooking in the front lawn or something like that, whatever it is, you know if he if he knows what he's doing, he could be making a whole bunch of money. He could be making a lot more than you know he could be making a whole lot more than uh ten like you know sixteen dollars an hour. He could he could be making thousands. He could be making, you know, a couple. He could be making a a thousand dollars a week, or two thousand dollars, or who knows? He could be making a couple thousand dollars a week instead of just settling for, you know, a couple a couple uh, a couple grand a month 
instead of settling for you know a couple of grand a month, they could be making ten thousand dollars a month. And it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that gets to me about seeing people who, uh, see, seeing people, seeing people, um, settle for less than their what settle for less than what they're less less than what they're really worth. And in uh, the second part, or to, I guess would to boxing out would be would be to boxing out other people in the community. So getting the getting the ball getting the ball for your own getting that rebound getting the ball for your own community instead of letting somebody else get the rebound and hopefully they pass you the ball. But as we've seen many times before, white people don't really like passing back people the ball. But what I'm referring to about boxing out, and that what I'm referring to for boxing out in that sense is, is taking ownership of the community. So boxing out or boxing around, whatever you want to, however you want to put it, the community. So you're protecting the community so that in the black neighborhood, most of the ownership is by black people. Most of the houses are owned by black people. Most of the churches, most of the gas stations, the corner stores, the hair stores, the hair salons, the banks, what else? The schools, the daycares. Uh, clothing stores, grocery stores, farms, uh, fish farms, whatever it is, because that's that that's like the, that's the next level, is that, and that goes. I mean that that goes in the same with grocery stores and and corner stores and gas stations and all that kind of stuff, is in hair stores is if black people buy it, black people should own it. So the, all the, the food should be grown on black farms and should be distributed using black distributors, you know, black truck drivers driving those trucks. And then you got, uh, then, then you got the, a black owned grocery store who hires mostly who hires black people and then yeah, same thing goes for the hair store the suppliers be black distributors black and then the uh, the hair the people that work at the hair store the people that own the hair store the people that own the building everybody's black Because that's what—that's how you build, you know, power in the community. That's how you protect yourself. Then you can get, you can afford. Then when your kids go to school and become doctors and lawyers, you can employ them. You can have the doctor who, ha you know, a doctor running his own practice that serves the he do, he does who does the health care for that grocery store for that corner store. For the uh, for the hair store, 
for all of my business. Again, the lawyers. So if somebody gets assaulted by a police officer, if if somebody gets assaulted by a police officer, if there's about a law that's unjust that's about to be passed, if somebody's wrongly convicted, if if they're if if somebody's being you know overcharged for uh, somebody's being overcharged for for a petty crime, you have lawyers defending you. Hopefully, that won't be necessary. It won't be as necessary because you also have uh, black black judges and black uh, state attorneys. So there'll be a lot more benefits. But even if that person, you know, even if they do something a bit wrong and they are supposed to be going to jail, then you have, you know, you have black correctional officers, black police officers and stuff like that. So they're still being taken care of no matter what place they're at. There's people in the community that are looking out for them and taking care of them. And it's in the, you know, and this goes, and this should be unanimous for everything. If, if something is coveted, you know, for instance, a lot of people like hot sauce. Well, then there should be a, there should be a black owned company that makes hot sauce. And they should be either they grow, either be growing the peppers themselves or that the black farmers should be growing the peppers. The same thing with, you know, hibachi and stuff like that. If black people like that food, black people should be making that food. And controlling, you know, the whole supply source, the noodles, the rice, uh, the the fish, the shrimp, the crabs, everything. Because when you get that, you know, vertical and horizontal integration that's when you really start to build empires that's when you really start to become a community and that's when you start to become respected because everything because all of a sudden now you built the you you have built the foundation for the community and after that it's just going to keep on it's just going to keep on uh feeding into itself and then, like, you got the money for the businesses, and that feeds on everything else. You got money for businesses, you got money to fund the professionals, then you got money to fund your own schools, and you can start your own universities, and then you can you can educate those same doctors, those same lawyers, and they'll never have to go to a, a white school. They'll be they'll they're not gonna know what it. They're not gonna have that sort of sense of white people are superior or that white people are usually the teachers or the coaches or the people that are in upper management, they'll live, they'll be able to be able to live their whole life and, and think just as highly, if not higher of black people as they do white people. And, and once you, uh, once you, once you have that, once you have that, that's, that's how you, that's how you combat racism. Because people are always going to be racist. And they're still going to hate you. But they'll, but they'll have to... But if you... You know... If you do if you do that... They'll have to respect... They'll, they will have to respect you. Even if they don't like you. And that's what really invigorates me. That's what motivates me. Because... That... When you do stuff like that... That's... 
you're then you're then you're then you're keeping the energy directed towards the community as opposed to what we're used to seeing which is it being diverted from the community so every time somebody gets upset they're they're getting upset at white supremacy they're not looking towards the community because you know i'm i'm basically at the point now where i just don't can't take it anymore it just bothers me it's just a to me it's a to me it's a it's a waste of time because it's like why is this happening why are why are they treating this way people this way and those people well that's because that's how the system is <laughs> that's exactly you know that's that's exactly how it's that's exactly how it's supposed to be going is white people are racist and they're going to keep being racist and they're going to protect their own interests and those institutions that were built for them are going to continue to do so. So the best option for the black community is to have your own leg to stand on and not be dependent on that. Because you know how is it? How is it that the first uh, basic? Well, I mean, of course, besides. Besides the Native Americans, but as far as the predominance in this country, black people were were the first quote unquote minority, or you know, uh, what's the, what's the term? Um, uh, what, disinterested, not disinterested, disenfranchised. That's what it is. Dis- disenfranchised uh, they're the most di- disenfranchised group in America or they were the first ones before it was the Italians and then the Irish and then the Asians and Hispanics all these other different all these other different groups it was black people that were the first ones but yet why What? what's the difference between our Jews There's an, that's another one why is it that all of these groups went through this uh, went through went through this you know trials of being of being pushed of being you know thought of second class citizens but yet you know but yet you still see black people suffering from the same thing And part of it, part of, part of it, of course, is is race, and how Italians pretty much had a pretty easy job assimilating, but they also muscled their way in. They didn't just, you know, you didn't see Italians. You you saw the you you saw the the Italian mob, the Godfather, all that kind of stuff. You didn't see Italians. You know, I, I don't think I heard about Italians marching in the streets or Jews marching in the streets for their rights. I don't think I, I don't really, I'm not much familiar with that. At least not, definitely nowhere near the scale of black people. Black people march everything. If there's anybody that knows how to march, it's black And I think that's part of the problem is that, you know, 
it kind of it kind of it it really uh, it really shows itself. It's really showed itself to be ineffective because now all those groups they they do they even though you can say oh blah 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 blah, blah because of, so because of it's because they're white and stuff like that like yeah okay that's 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 definitely an advantage but what what do you but for instance you know Jewish people they're a lot more powerful than simply just because they're white white people don't have as much control as they do right don't have as have as aren't able to get like the kind of control that they have because they're white they have it because they're smart they have it because they understand business and and they they know what they're they know what they're doing and they knew that if they wanted to to combat anti-semitism that they were going to have to change in order to do so they would have to change people's minds and so that's why that's why uh, that's why the they went in and started Hollywood they were gonna they went out that went out west and they saved up some money got a camera and they started started shooting films they said you know people want to be entertained they would go want to watch movies and snacks so we're gonna make those movies and we're gonna make and we're gonna make those people we're gonna make we're gonna have characters in those movies because I mean that's what a movie is it's all made up so we're gonna make up this movie and we're gonna show black people or we're gonna show white people or Jewish people in a more positive light and that's exactly what they did you don't there is no, you don't, you know, we don't have the same anti-Semitism that we do because you, know, you got movies like, uh, what, like like Schindler's List and what is it? There's the one, there's also the one recently with the, where they killed, uh, with Brad Pitt in it, was it the, Not the Incredibles. I don't know what the hell it's called, but it was just a movie killing Nazis. Not to say that those are the first movies ever made to show Jewish people in a positive light, but it shows that that of that sediment still exists. Because you no, know, look what you don't look what you don't see. You don't see. There's nothing in the media. They don't, they're not showing anything in the media that shows Palestinians in a positive light. As a as a group that's been as a group that's been oppressed, they just show it as a, like a conflict and things got out of hand and nobody's really to blame and Jewish people are just defending themselves and all of this and that. But that you know that shows the power of the media because again, what, how do how are because uh, they 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 then to enable more control they came up with the Oscars again just made up trophies that they give out to people to make the actors and actresses feel special about themselves and show and again wielding their power to show who's good who's not who deserves these awards and who doesn't 
and you know getting this whole definite creating a made-up definition of art of what art is of what being successful is you know saying things like oh Meryl Street is one of the best best actors ever because she has you know 10 Oscars or how many of her Oscars that she has and Emmy Awards and all this other stuff she must be a great how can you not say she's a great actor she has eight Oscars okay well I didn't give it to her <laughs> you know it doesn't mean it doesn't mean people like people like uh, Harry Belafonte and Sidney Portier and uh, what is it uh, I don't know if her name is Carmen Jones with the woman that was in that movie and uh, who is it Jada Pinkett Smith Queen Latifah and there's other people I don't know their names but I know their faces they, uh, and there's plenty of other ones and ones that are coming up now and still to come that I haven't seen plenty and plenty of black actors but they don't get those recognitions unless they play the roles that are deemed you know acceptable by the academy which is which is has always been uh, subservient roles. I can't think of a. I'm not aware of uh, any black person that's gotten an Academy Award for that was in an empowering position. You know, something like if, for instance, uh, um, what's his name? What is it? Ben? What is it? Um, uh, not uh, Chad. Uh, I can't remember what his last name is. But the guy that played T'Challa, or um, the guy that put that played uh, what's his name, Killmonger. You know, unless either one of them were to were to get get an Oscar again it would still be the same thing although it would have to be for for the it would have to be for the guy who played it would have to be for the guy who played uh, T'Challa because it, it wouldn't really count if it was for Killmonger because his character would I would say would go along with uh it would go. It would go along with, um, with with uh, what's his name, um, Denzel Washington, when he got his for Training Day, again because that was a he was a bad guy. He wasn't, you know, that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't somebody. That wasn't so, that wasn't somebody to be to be idolized. He was a he was a monster in that in that, in that movie, but he got you know he got an Oscar for it. And then the same thing, I think Halle Berry got one for Monsters Ball. Again, she she played a, a I think she was a drug addict or something. Like it wasn't a positive image for black people. Again, and then the other one. Uh, what Morgan Freeman got one for driving Miss Daisy again subservient role and then the uh, Lupita again 12 years a slave it's like you have to play in like subservient 
or villainous roles in order for white people to give you an award like that. And I would say the same. In the same, the same thing is true. The same. I would say that the same thing is true for uh, for music with the Grammy Awards. They, they again, they're given it. They give those out to people that fit in the box. That play. You have to play music. You have to be an artist who is appealing to white people. Otherwise, you're not getting those awards. That's why you don't see, you know, really people like Talib Kweli. Uh, I don't know if a Tribe Called Quest has ever gotten a Grammy. They might have, I don't know. But, you know, that's why they gave, for instance, they gave the they gave all those awards to uh, Bruno Mars. Because, again, he, he makes white people feel comfortable. And that's what... That's what the entertainment business is all about. That shows you who's really in control because that's who they get the awards out. And that's why, again, music, music, that's another place where black people need to box out. They need to take ownership of that industry, just like sports. You can't continue to allow most of the, have a sport where you're the entertainment and this goes for entertainment as well, acting, movies, you know, in acting and in, in acting and in with with music and stuff. You can't have you can't you 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 can't have all of the you can't have the an industry based off of your talent, your abilities, and yet like ninety percent, you know, eighty to ninety percent of the money that's made in that industry is leaving your community and of course and it's, and it's really if you want to be honest it's closer to 90 probably 97 to 98 percent of the money is leaving the community because you have to also consider the fact that the wages that are paid out even though the wages are very high you got to figure it that most of those wages are spent are not do not stay in the black community for very long if at all most of that money is, that's being spent is going towards white restaurants white you know perhaps if they're renting you know white landlords uh, white landlords are paying taxes in white neighborhoods or going to uh, private schools and stuff like that that are run by white people uh, going to uh, I said restaurants run by white people uh, restaurants, grocery stores all any type of business that they they uh, any type of business that they that they're uh, pat- that they're patronizing I would I'm willing to bet that most of the, again most of the money leaving the community and so again it's you're basically like it's because and because of that it's modern day slavery in more ways than one because that's the same thing because not not only is it in is it because is it modern day slavery in the sense that the white people like the black people make up most of the labor 
and most of the money is being made, most of the wealth generated is going towards white people, but because none of that money goes towards, or most of the money doesn't go towards community building, then again, you, the, the money is going towards white companies, even if it's not directly benefiting the, the plantation owner, it's not that you know 100% of the wealth isn't going towards benefiting the the benefiting the uh, benefiting the slave master. You have to think it's basically the same thing because they're working, 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 and all the wealth keeps you know most of the wealth keeps going up towards the white people, even if it's not all of the, even if it if it isn't solely towards the owner. If their money is does not stay, if their millions of dollars that they make every year do, is not staying in the community, then again, you're seeing the same problem. You're, it, it's, it's becoming more, you know, more plantation-like because the money isn't staying in, the majority of that money is not being able to be captured by the black community. It's not either allowed to be the the people spending it aren't allowing it to stay to funnel into the black community, or a lot of the times too, there's nothing to be funneled into. You know, it can it can be very it can be very difficult. It's, it's not as it's unfortunately it's not as simple as going to the black neighborhood to support the black businesses. Sometimes you really got to know, have some idea of the city, you know, with the Facebook and stuff like that to really know where the black-owned businesses are. And so that's my, that's my spiel for tonight, boxing out. So creating your own box, not allowing other people or other groups to put you in a box, and boxing out to protect your community and to take ownership of your community and keep those dollars in your community. God damn. I wish there was a car coming. that in mind and keep on pushing and keep on doing what you're doing well maybe not doing what you're doing if what you're doing isn't right or if, you, if you're not happy with your position then it's, then it's time to switch it up and start doing something else alright peace